This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Hey guys, welcome back to Gilmy Talks. This week's guest, I have Justin Main on, and it is an amazing interview, and I absolutely loved talking to to the guy because it was fun. We got to talk about one of my favorite properties, the uh, Crow. And as you prob- probably already know, if you've been paying us uh, attention to to the socials this week, I've been I've been promoting the show and I think you guys are really really going to like it you know what we talk all things about his movie crow it's a short fan film that's going to be released in the near future with the covid world with the quarantine world still going on not really a hundred percent sure when it's getting getting released which we do talk about on the uh, on the uh, show there before we get to the the interview itself just want to give a little bit of love to my sponsors if you are in london ontario guys and you're you're looking for some somewhere to eat trust me there's no nowhere better right now than doing fine kitchens it's on it's on the corner of adelaide and dundas inside dundas and sons brewing which is a fan fantastic fantastic place for uh, for beer guys Go check out Doing Fine Air Kitchens because it's amazing food at amazing prices. They do takeout. They have limited dining dining capacity right now due to the world as it is. But the food is absolutely amazing. Go check check that out. That's in the BelfryArt.com. If you want any commission work done, Christmas time's coming up. If you want a very interesting gift, I recommend go check out this website. She is an amazing artist. Go check her stuff out. I love all of her transforming drawings. And right now it's Inktober. So go check out what she's doing daily over at over there. If 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 you just like really, really cool stuff, guys. And if you need any graphic or design work done, go check out Solid Designs on Instagram and go go tell them that Gilmi sent you because that is an am- another amazing artist and friend of the uh, of the show. And while I'm at it, another friend of the of the show, guys, go check out Down Elevens on Instagram. Some guys, he's been uh, doing doing questions online, and it is a fantastic read. He gets artists, writers, podcasters, basically anyone who is a content creator. He loves to uh, talk talk to. Go check that out. Now, guys, I'm just gonna make this short and uh, sweet. Go like all the Gilmy Talk uh, socials and at Twitter, it's at Gilmy. The rest of them are. Gilmy Talks, go check out, like, follow, comment. Uh, the podcast is available on every single platform you can possibly think of. Just got it on on iHeart Radio Radio the past week and Deezer. So for my Australian listeners who who have been asking me about that, I'm on now on Deezer, the most popular Australian podcast app. Kind of weird, kind of weird to say for a Canadian boy. But here's the interview. Hope you enjoy it as much as I did, guys, because I had a fun time talk, talk, talking to Justin about all things The Crow. Some things we agree on, some things we don't, but that's the fun part about being a fan of a property like The, uh, like the Crow. Some people have their, have their favorites, and some people just don't like what, what other people did, but overall, we absolutely love the character. And 
go check out his fan film coming out on on youtube soon and gonna have have a link link to it in the uh show notes there at, at the bottom guys good morning good evening good night how is everybody doing out there this is gilmy again i am back and i have a fantastic guest on the airline he is kind of a jack of all trades i've found out doing a little bit of research on him he's an actor a wrestler a stuntman a personal trainer and this guy is putting out an amazing fan film it's one of my favorite properties out there i have been a crow fan since i've basically picked up the comic book years and years ago from James O'Barr, the first, the very first one, one with Eric Draven. And like, just to explain how big a, big a, of a fan, fan I am, the first big, big present my wife has ever bought me was a Crow script. And that was huge. And yeah, I kind of married her and been, been with her now for like 20 years. So one of the few people who gets, gets my, uh, my uh, my little obsession with this uh, film, and I have Justin Maine on the line. How's it How's it going, man? Not too bad. It's been a little bit of a crazy week so far. <laughs> we launched the teaser trailer on Sunday, so I've been trying to play catch up with all the all the attention that we've gotten on and all the comments and, and whatnot. I try to I try to like respond back to literally everybody. I don't like not leaving any comment unturned so or uh, unresponded to. So. Yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a little crazy for me. <laughs> oh yeah, because here's the thing, um, that trailer looks amazing, and I'm not just kissing ass here. It trust, trust me, I've seen a lot of well a lot of crow stuff over, over the years, but yours looks fantastic. Thank you, thank you. That means a lot. Seriously, like we've the team and I put a, a lot, I mean a lot of hard work into it, so. Um, yeah, the, the response to it has been like very rewarding, very, uh, it it gives us a little bit more validation that, you know, we did, we did well. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what the response is going to be for just everything else we put out after this. So I'm happy. Honestly, it looks phenomenal. And I'm not just kissing ass. I'm not just saying, Oh, it's an, it's another crow thing because crow, I will watch what, whatever comes up, whatever I find. I love the property that much. But my first question I want to ask is: You took a very different style on the makeup, like, yeah. and you know, with the crow, the makeup is a huge part of the look, the with the feel, yeah. the everything. And I know you're the you're the main, you're the lead of the film, you're the producer. So why did you take such a different look on the uh, on the, uh, the makeup there? Okay, so there's a couple of different reasons. Um, the biggest. The biggest reason is that I wanted the makeup to clearly define that we're we are not doing a remake. We are not doing a reboot. We are not doing. You're not seeing something that has already been done. It's it's going into a different direction. It's taking different chances and it's it's doing different things that you haven't seen in, in the film franchise or in the the graphic novel franchise. We do pay homage. And we do pay respect to what has come before us. There are Easter eggs and there are little things that Crow fans would pick up on or fans of other um, franchises like Supernatural, for example. Um, so there's little things like that in there. But overall, we wanted to respect and homage but also take things into a different direction. And the makeup was one of those things where, you know, the makeup is such a huge thing to Crow films and to the, to the, just the entire property in and of itself. There's always a story, uh, like a story behind it, a very thoroughly fine story. And 
the last thing I wanted to do was the exact they make of that, you know, Brandon Lee or Vincent Perez or Eric Mabius or, you know, Edward Furlong did right before us. I wanted to take things in a different direction and, um, and yeah, that's where we came up with the, the idea for the makeup. That came to me when I was like 12 years old. I don't know, there might be wrestling fans listening to this, but a lot of my inspiration came from Sting in WCW um, when he had like that, that crow face paint on, like the white and the black face paint. Oh, yeah. He had these three lines that would go down, uh, you know, above and below the eye, and I thought that was the coolest ever. And uh, while we don't recreate the exact look that he had, um, it, it definitely was a huge inspiration for me. But in the story, in the movie itself, we do actually explain why the makeup is the way it is. There, There's actually a scene that details that very distinctly. And, um, yeah, we're, we're super excited to see kind of like people's reactions to why the makeup is the way it is. It's not there because it looks cool or because of this ad or because it legitimately has a story-connected reason. Every single Crow property, it's part of the story that how the makeup come, comes to be. And this is a very different, very different uh, take. It's, and I just think it looks really badass, and it looks very cool. Thank you. Well, thank you. That, that means a lot to me. Like uh, our makeup artist Kaylee Rice, uh, she's uh, dude. When you see the work she does in this film, and it's not even just my makeup. There's like other things that she does in here that's just out of this world, man. Like she is such a great makeup artist, local to Michigan, actually, and I. Oh man, I can't wait to see oh, she's going to get the dark book after this. Like, she did such a great job. And uh, she really brought kind of like my vision for that makeup to life very, very well. And I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that like, I'm glad that people are being open-minded to the makeup because I know, you know, it is, it, is, it, is, it is a bit of a different direction from what has been seen before. But if you look and you watch, the, you know, you know, when you watch the movies, they, they all kind of have their own spin on it. Um, I think the most drastic change being like Eric Mabius's um, like makeup in The Crow Salvation. He literally peels off his face to expose the crow, uh, the the crow design, right? Yep. Um, it's not just single lines up and down. Like there's like little portions of like you know just other lines here and there, blockiness. There's I mean it's red even if you really look at the makeup, it's like a distinct blood red type of color. So. And, yeah. you know, that, that, that to me showed me that like okay well if they can take a few chances on the makeup maybe we can too and uh yeah and so we did and that i think that is that is definitely my second favorite crow movie uh i i nice. think it was very nice. much that one was very under uh, i don't think it got got the credit it deserved for what it it's was underrated. it's very underappreciated i don't know why there's a little bit of hate on it it's actually like a pretty damn solid film. It's uh, I think most of the hate goes to Kirsten Kirsten Dunst's uh, portrayal in that film because right. she was I think she just said yes to the film and then had the Spider Man fame hit her and then she was still contracted to it. So I think that's kind of what might have happened with her just kind of showing up and not really giving it the hundred percent like. Because most actors in crow movies give it their one hundred percent, and that's like perfect yeah. example. Uh, Iggy, Iggy, Iggy Pop, and the uh, uh, second I one. I love Mr. Iggy Pop. Oh man, that's he... the best part of Crow City Angels. Oh yeah, Iggy Pop, man. Iggy Pop is so good. 
Oh, he was amazing in that film. Like it was probably his best uh, acting I've ever seen him seen him seen him do because he completely went all in on that film. Right. Yeah. Right. He gave it everything. You know, honestly, like, like I don't even think Kirsten Dunst was that bad. That, yeah. that bad. You know what I mean? Like, no. they filmed The Crow Salvation, I believe, in two, in nineteen ninety nine, and that was three years before um, Spider Man even came mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah, I think they just—I think they just kind of booked her at the exact right time before she did actually blow up. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's just—I it, mean, everybody has their preferences and whatnot. Is Kirsten Dunst the strongest actress? No, but <laughs> I don't think—I don't think she was terrible in the film at all. I don't—I I think she was pretty good, and um, I think I thought it was actually pretty cool that they ended up getting her before she like literally blew up with Spider-Man. So, oh yeah, well, I liked it. Oh. I, I, as I've uh, said before, I truly in, will enjoy them all, but eh, there are bits. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's not bring up wicked uh, wicked uh, prayer. But fans, <laughs> we never agree on anything. Oh well, exactly. <laughs> and disagreeing on stuff like this can be really really fun because I I have like uh, Vincent, what's his name, Vincent. Perez, the crow, the crow in the second movie. Um, I have a soft, soft spot for him being a French Canadian, and so you don't see too many French guys with accents in action films. So, right, and that was very, very, very strong accent. They didn't hide it at all. Oh yeah, it was one of those. He, they just let him be him, and he brought a very intriguing portrayal to it that was very different. Which was very different than the Brandon Lee Crow, and I love how the story because his son, right? And that's the the right. cool the cool thing about the Crow. It doesn't have to be the significant other. It can be a son. It can be, and if I'm, I just don't want to list off off the comics. So people go out and read some read some Crow Crow Web comics because they're all they're all very very good. But oh yeah, yeah. That's the thing about you know. That's the thing about the the you know the, the mythology and whatnot. There's just so many different stories you can tell with it. I think that's another reason why you know a big reason why we didn't want to remake or reboot it. Like, there's so many stories you can tell. Oh yeah, because and I feel like it's maybe I don't know. Maybe somebody's missing the boat, but like you could. There's so many different things you can do. It's kind of like. Um, I kind of liken it to like the Star Wars franchise. There's so many universes out there, right? There's mm-hmm. so many planets you can go to. There's so many characters that you can introduce and and and, and really feature and whatnot. And I think you do the very like the same thing with the Crow. Like as long as you have a a story that holds strong to what it believes in and it has legs, I think you can really tell the story with anybody. I think like one of the one of the greatest examples is the fact that the the, the comic franchise had a female crow. Like that, that was a, like I'm still waiting for the film. Like I want to see the film so bad. Like I want somebody to make that. Um, but it's just you, there's so many stories you can tell, and I feel like there's so much creativity that you can have with this with this property and with this mythology. Oh yeah. One one other thing. I've had this conversation many times and I know you're you're a big crow crow fan as well. Do you consider him a zombie? <laughs> um, do you consider Jesus Christ a zombie? 
I mean, it's kind of the same idea. Yep. It's one of those things where, I mean, yeah, they die and then they come back from the dead. So, I mean, in essence, <laughs> you probably call, you know, you probably call him a zombie. Um, yeah. You can even call him a ghost. Yeah. To an extent. But because like, it's just, I have, uh, I have, like, me and a buddy of mine have been arguing this for years. I say he's uh, more a ghost rider spirit of a vengeance than a zombie. But right. he thinks he's buried, he comes back up, he's a yeah, zombie. So Right. Well, I mean, again, look at, um, I love using Krell Salvation as like a, as, as an example. Because I think there's a lot of great things that they did with that. It's oh, definitely yeah. the most unique Crow film out of all four of them. Um, because they, they take chances and they go into a different direction with a lot of things. Like, for example, like Alex, uh, I think it was Alex Corbin, and well, I might be wrong, I walked in the last second, but, um, like, there's parts where he jumps off of a building and then he turns into a bird and flies away. Like, you're take, they're, they were taking creative liberties with that, with that property. While, do I think it works really well? Not exactly. It, uh, it is something unique and it is different and it adds to the um, it adds to the mythology of the character like what kind of powers do they have what can they do exactly have we seen the full extent of what a crow character can do um, we actually do explore that a little bit in this film um, and, and our fandom like what exactly like a crow can do um, and I, I think it's, uh, it's just a fun fun thing to play around with especially like if you are making the film or like a comic or whatever just trying different things that can you know that the character could you know so you have power wise oh yeah because and as i've noticed every single crow has kind of a different power base too like some can do some things some things like some i find are like pretty much nothing can stop them where the other one, if he gets shot, he takes a while to recover. It just—they're right. all kind of uh, different, different based based things, and I think it's whatever's best for that particular story. And right. and also seeing seeing Eric Eric Mabius in uh, an electric chair was just so freaking cool. <laughs> oh right, yeah. yeah. Again, like, I, that that whole film is so creative with how they do things. They just. They, I just love the fact that they went in, di- in a different direction. It wasn't an exact copy of, you know, the first or the second one. It was just oh, yeah. something different. It was really fun to watch. Yeah, and also going back, going back to the comics, there's so many different, different stories that you can tell with this with this character. Well, I do wanna wanna ask you because uh, I've never interviewed a stuntman ever. I've interviewed yeah. wrestlers. I've interviewed actors. Like how how does that act actually? How does one get into being a, hey, you know what? Let me get thrown in into this wall and for money. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I need to say it really depends on the project. Um, it's kind of like I, I, I liken stunt acting to be actually very similar to pro wrestling. Um, there are – you don't get into stunt acting like you do into like – like not only generic acting, but like you know, regular type of acting, like film acting or theater. It's definitely a different process. You, um, you know, number one, you have to be athletic and you have to have tough skin. Um, if you don't have either of those, you're just it's gonna, it's gonna make your your go as a stunt actor a lot harder. Um, and then the other thing is just making sure that you're very knowledgeable. Um, you take the necessary time 
to learn um, the correct precautions and the correct way to do things. And a lot of that comes from um, talking and, and being shown from people who are more experienced than you. Um, a lot of it comes from being on set and just at, like asking questions with you know the stunt riggers and um, the stunt performers, stunt doubles. You know, just talking with all of them and seeing like exactly what they do in order to prepare for whatever stunt that they're that they're doing, and then getting into those groups. Period. Like showing them that you can do what they do. That you maybe you even bring something unique or new to the table. Um, a lot of stunt actors specialize in different things, like. Some of them specialize more on the rigging side or the, the utility stunts or, or stuff like that, while others specialize more in martial arts. Um, or some specialize more like pro wrestling, for example, or brawling, or um, some are, are better at high falls. There's a stunt actor for everything. Um, it's very hard to find one that can do everything extremely well. Uh, they, they come very few and far between. But that's why stunt acting is kind of the way it is, because you almost have to have a, a wide selection of, of performers for any given job. So that way you can get the most out of that particular stunt. So it's, it's definitely an interesting process getting in there. And I would say those are probably the biggest recommendations for anybody who's looking to get into it. But, um, you have to make sure that you get, you are familiar with stunt actors in that area. You have, they have to trust you. Because, again, stunt acting can get very, very dangerous very, very quickly. And if they can't trust you and you don't trust them, that's not a good relationship to have. So um, a lot of the time it's just making sure that they understand that you're serious about what you're doing and that you are, you know, being as careful as you possibly can. Because just one of those things I just I have no, no knowledge about because, uh, yeah, it just that's the last thing I ever want to do is... Uh, get thrown into a wall or through a plate glass window or whatever stunt actors do because once again i really don't know much much about it and i love love learning that and you brought well, up the, the the interesting thing about that though that a lot of the stunts are like they go through a wall or going through a plate glass for example like a lot of the time it's you know it's if they if the budget can afford it you're not really going through an actual wall or an actual plate glass window you're going through materials that simulate that like um for example there um there's been a lot of like high budget like films with martial arts or with um with stunts like fight scenes for example that are taking place in like rooms a lot of those rooms are built and rigged especially for those stunts like the floor for example um is cushioned to an extent like it's soft so when you hit it it doesn't hurt as bad as you would a regular tile floor for example or like the the bathroom sinks they were in a bathroom so like the bathroom sink um it's it's made in a way where it's breakaway it, it'll you know not shatter but it'll break into pieces when you hit it it's not going to stay there sturdy like a like a, a huge porcelain sink would so a lot of the time the room is great to be safe if you're on a high a high budget enough set the independent ones are where they get a little bit more dicey because obviously you're working within limitations. So you have to be um, kind of like on your on your end game for those, and you have to make sure that you're doing everything as safely as possible. But you did you did bring up uh, wrestling, and I am a wrestling heavy heavy podcast. I normally bring a wrestler oh, on wrestler on at least once a once a once a month because it's another uh, passion of mine, and and I'm based. Oh, and I'm based out of Ontario, and we are kind of blessed with an amazing wrestling scene right here now. 
Yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. Um, do you know Maxim Lemire? Uh, pardon? Do you know Maxim Lemire? Uh, I'm not familiar with the name. But... Uh, he's in the area. Um, okay. I think he's a French-Canadian uh, wrestler, too. Maxim. Um, like, um... Maxim Lemire. He's a big, he's a real big dude. I think he's like a, um, like a power lifter. Or hmm. comes from a power lifting or a, um, uh, a strength background. But, uh, yeah, look him up. He's hey. pretty local in that area. I I certainly will. Like, like I know a lot about Ontario wrestling, but I do not know everything because there's like a Windsor scene, there's a London scene, there's a Toronto scene, oh, yeah. there's a Hamilton scene, there's uh, Kitchener. There's like Kitchener runs three promotions. Like Hamilton has like seven right now, and then there's London. We have one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ontario scene is huge, man. Yeah, I love you. Too. Oh yeah, and and I go, uh, I watch a lot of the cross body pro uh, pro wrestling late, or, or lately out of Kitchener, yeah. and they they do bring a lot of the uh, Detroit guys up for like the the showcase series, like uh, what is his name, Blake One Eighty Two, uh, Show Jackson yeah. Jackson Stone, Shogun, um, a couple other guys, which I'm kind of escaping because. I haven't been to a live wrestling show since February. <laughs> because... Yeah, I was going to say they've uh, kind of died out a little bit this year, but I'm sure oh, yeah. they'll be back soon. Yep. You know, pandemic stuff and COVID and quarantine and the world with the, with the world right now. Um, how was ac- actually filming during this? It must have been very uh, different. During COVID? Yeah. Um, it, it, it certainly made things a lot more difficult. Um, I'll tell you that. We were originally scheduled to start filming um, April 18th, and once the the whole quarantine deal hit in March, it kind of it threw it threw, threw us for a loop because we kept in Michigan. Um, it was almost week to week in terms of when stuff would reopen. So we actually, literally, I'm not even joking, decided to reschedule filming a day prior to our, our first original shoot date, which was April 18th just because everything was just so last second um, with this quarantine deal. So uh, we ended up pushing everything off into uh, late May. And thankfully, um, our quarantine was lifted, I think, three or four days prior to filming. Um, our first shoot day on, I think, it was May 30th. It might have been May 30th. I, I'd have to double check. But um, yeah, so... Th- a big thing that we had to really instill was the at the time what the the, the protocols were, what the suggestions were in terms of like uh, how do you keep people safe on set, which was a lot of it was just temperature checks, um, questionnaires, uh, social distancing, sanitizing, literally everything, wearing masks. Um, we were, I think, we were actually the very first production in Michigan to go back into filming. Oh yeah. Um, which what you know put a lot of pressure on us because I, I feel like there were some eyes on us in, uh, in terms of how we could get it right. We weren't like a small by any means. I think at one point in June we had thirty plus people, um, crew and cast like on set at one time, which is a lot for a short film. Oh yeah. Yeah. Again, it gets tricky because at the time we were just going based off of research and off of what suggestions were in terms of reopening. So. It's not like there was a lot of experience for a lot of people in the cast prior to this with COVID protocol or COVID, uh, COVID, <laughs> COVID protocols. Um, I should probably call it COVID protocol, but um, honestly, well, 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 I like that name. 
so do I, so do I. But um, there wasn't a lot of experience with the cast and the crew prior to this with the, the protocol. So again, it, it was all us experimenting and, and trying to get things right while we were doing it. Um, and while I, we did our absolute best, you know, there are times where you just kind of forget or you just kind of don't realize that maybe your mask is down a little bit longer than it should. Or maybe you're, you are getting a little too close. So that's why we had to bring on um, the line officers to this and kind of make sure that we were essentially follow, doing our best to follow protocol as closely as we could. Now with more information coming out and with uh, SAG after coming up with more um, more guidelines and whatnot, I think sets are definitely being a lot more diligent with it. But it's uh, it, it was definitely a challenge like even down to like catering crafty like i couldn't um for like crafty for example we couldn't bring in foods that were shareables like uh like a fruit platter or anything like that you had to get individually wrapped food items and then separate them on the table so that way nobody was mixing hands in the same area um for catering like we would do pre-box or we, we would have people serve the the cast and the crew so that way you're not having multiple hands touching the exact same thing um it, it, it gets very tricky and it, uh, honestly it gets a little expensive too oh yeah so yeah it was definitely a, a very interesting experience oh yeah because my my day-to-day job i'm I'm a car guy, so the amount of stuff that we're doing now compared to what we used to, like, uh, basically, I'm putting an entire tarp down in someone's car. I'm wearing masks, I'm gloves, and steering wheels covered, everything's covered, everything's sanitized before and after, and it's just kind of a well, a different a, a different uh, world right here, right here now, and it doesn't... Well, it, slows, it slows everything down a little bit, you know? Like, yeah. You can't go at the same pace that you did before because you have to do, like, A, B, and C before you do, you know, D and E, so. The world we're currently living in is a little different than uh, what it used to be. <laughs> Let's just say that. And one thing I do want to ask, uh, did you do up the poster or did you have, have somebody do it? Because it is beautiful. And it's, I'm... Thank you. Once again, I'm not just kissing ass. I'm loving all the stuff that you're putting out right now, and it is. I'm really looking looking forward to seeing this when it's done. Thank you. Um, I did not do the poster. We hired a uh, a local graphic designer uh, by the name of Jesse Ort. Uh, if you got, if anybody's listening to this and you want some artwork done by him, his last name is spelled O R T. He is phenomenal at what he does he he's done a few other uh, posters here locally for other films and he just every single time he does something he one-ups himself it's... like from from each poster to the next like uh he's so good um and the photography was done by brent short so believe it or not that photography it's not very edited on the poster like that was exactly how um brent photographed it on set and hmm. i think jesse maybe might have done like a, a couple of small little things to it but it was largely unedited on the poster and it just goes to show like the type of talent like brent is as a photographer jesse is as a designer because them combined man like that poster just it, pop, it pops so much like i was so excited when i first saw the poster like the first like official final version of it it's just, uh, I'm so fortunate that we have, like, some really amazing talent on this, like, working on this project, because 
it's really made all the difference. Yeah, it seems like uh, one of those things where everyone who is good at what they're doing is comp- came together on 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 this. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing that we, the thing that I really, um, when I was putting together the the crew um, responsible for this film, like one thing that I really wanted to focus on were um, not I'm trying to like downplay really great um, filmmakers in the area, but I wanted to give chances to people that I knew were amazing at what they do, but weren't necessarily getting those chances here locally or they were just coming up, or they are a little bit maybe newer to the game, and they hadn't built, built up that reputation yet. Right. But they had a lot of talent, you know, they had a lot of promise, they had a lot of skill in what they were doing. I wanted to really heavily feature those people, um, because I knew that they were going to give me everything that they had for this project. I knew that they were going to try really hard, they are going to be very passionate about what they did. Um, they wanted to prove a point, just like I wanted to prove a point with this. We were all on the same page. That was the singular vision of this film. Is we wanted to show how. Can I swear on this? Yes, uh, we are an eighteen and eighteen plus uh, show, or okay, ex- cool. explicit. I to show how. <laughs> I wanted to show how fucking great we could be if we were given the opportunity, and um, the cast and the crew. Oh man, they completely outdid themselves. Like. I, I knew we had something special going into it, but coming out of it, it was, we have something amazing here. Um, and I, 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 I like to, I'm a, I'm a nitpicker. Um, I don't want to say I doubt everything, um, but I, I, I don't even want to call myself a realist, but I can, I can kind of really figure out how good things are prior or during something and how it's going to turn out. Oh yeah, because it was a drastically different experience, and I will confidently say that this crew and this cast brought 150 percent every single role that they had. Um, so the crew really brought like 150 percent to every position, whether regardless of, of what it was. Um, like with the lighting, the gaffer that we had, Joshua Brooms, he he, oh man, his lighting job in this, like, there's so many fun scenes that we played with the lighting we played with the tone and the mood of it and he he more than came through he absolutely delivered Peter Poulos with his, his cinematography as a director of photography oh dude oh my god he he took cameras that aren't a hundred thousand dollars and he made the cameras look like they're a hundred thousand dollars or more awesome. like and that's just just by just technique alone by like his vision his eye like he, he just he's he's so good matt zakel the director of the film um one of if not the best directors i've ever worked with he he knows how to talk to actors he knows how to coordinate a crew and to think this is like his his third short film really like this is his third film and he it's it's stunning how great of a director he is He's going to blow up. I know I know for a fact, like, when people were talking about him directing Crow, like, they started heavily considering bringing him on for other projects, too. He's already, like, booked up, like, for the rest of the year. Oh, so, wow. it, that's just not even them. It's, it's so many other people on set and on cast and crew, too, that all just wanted to prove a point that we could be great if we were given the opportunity. And, um, again, they just, they blew me away, and now they're going to blow everybody else away, too. Oh yeah, because I I've seen in the trailer the lighting is spot on, and 
the, that's the one thing with the crow property. Lighting is a huge part of every single film and every single uh, the Dude, TV you show. Seen anything yet? You have not seen anything yet. Well, if you really that, that, if you, light, <laughs> that lighting gets oh. Dude, I can't. I wish I could show you the film right now. Uh, well, like, oh, man, I'm, I'm telling you, it's the stuff you saw in the teaser trailer is a fraction of what's in the movie. So oh. if I were to, if I were to give it like a percentage, you saw maybe five to ten percent of what we have in the film. Oh wow! Yeah, and it's I'm once again I'm just really looking forward to this because it seems like one. I can genuinely hear the passion in your voice about this. You are—you seem to be a genuine fan of the product, and you, to kind of quote you in a previous article, it sounds like you did write a love letter to the uh, uh, crow. Yeah, that—that's all I wanted this to be. Like, yeah, I like I've been saying to in, in like other interviews and whatnot. Like, I'm not trying to outdo Brandon Lee. I'm not trying to make a film better than the crow. I'm not trying to remake it. I'm not trying to reboot it. I'm not. I'm not doing any of that. I know. Brandon Lee is a huge, huge figure in his franchise, and he will never, ever, his role as Eric Draven will never be touched. It'll never be outdone, ever, and, and nor would I want to even try. I just want to portray a character, and I want to have a story that I feel fits within the franchise and has its own unique flavor to it. Regardless if people want to compare me to Brandon Lee or to Vincent Perez or Eric Mabius or, or to Edward Furlong, that's on them. In my own heart, I'm not trying to do that at all. I'm not trying to compete with anybody. I just want to share my own story with a, with a new character and, and try different things with this film. I want to take it in different directions. I want to ask new questions. I want to, I want, I want fans to, to see something new that they haven't seen before. That's, my biggest goal with this film as a fan and as a filmmaker filmmaker it's like i mean everybody has their own individual goals but we always want to strive to put out something new and unique and i feel with crow we did just that we took an existing property and we basically kind of turned it on its head a little bit and i feel i feel it's something that crow fans could really could really enjoy now I don't. Do I expect every crow fan to be on board with this, or do I expect every single crow fan to enjoy it? It's like, no, I don't. I know we're gonna get we're gonna get shit talking. We're gonna get people laughing at it, or you know stuff like that. I mean, you're always gonna get that. Oh yeah, um, because uh, people suck. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're just you're gonna get it every oh, yeah. every film, especially in in the modern times like this. They always have their detractors, you know what I mean? And I'm not going into this thinking 100% of people are going to enjoy it. It's, we're, again, we're doing different things. We're trying new things. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. But the goal here is to try to provide the fans um, something that they can enjoy, something something new, something different. And hopefully, you know, a lot of people enjoy it. That's the goal. I think they will. But, again, I, I don't want to speak for everybody because everybody has different tastes and flavors. But Yeah, and... Hopefully. And everybody's every everybody's uh, different, right? Like I I know a guy at work never heard about the crow ever before. He's a well, a younger guy, and this isn't isn't his cup of tea. I gave him the James O'Barr comic, and now he wants more stuff about it. 
I, I told him, yeah, there's like a TV show, four movies, a whole bunch of stuff about this. And his mind just kind of blew up that, how have I never heard about this? Because he's not a, he, he's not a superhero guy. He's not an action movie guy. That's not his, his, his cup of tea, but he really loved, right. loved that uh, story. And well, for, for me, for example, like I, I got brought into the franchise after, um, I actually saw the Crow Salvation first before I saw the original Crow. Wow. Like I saw right when it came out in, in 2000, I, I, I saw people were talking about it and, um, like I read it online back in the old internet days in, in the year 2000, but I watched that and I really enjoyed it and it made me want to go back to check out the rest of the franchise and, you know, that's when I just kind of fell in love with it. So everybody has their own unique way of getting into it, like oh, yeah. what, what exactly they're looking for, you know? And I do want to ask, do you want to talk about the James O'Barr story? How <laughs> you actually um, had a conversation with the creator of the crow uh i saw you post something on your on your line there but yeah so i wouldn't call it a conversation but um it was something completely unexpected um and i it's it's definitely i will cherish it for the rest of my life it was it it was absolutely one of the highlights of my career um Awesome. Yeah, again, like I compare, I compare it to this. It's like if somebody was making a Spider-Man fan film, and you know, God rest his soul, but you know, if Stan Lee saw the teaser trailer for it and commented, it was like, "Good job, kid," you know, like just said something like that. That that to to me is the same level of of what happened with this teaser trailer. But um, I won't say how. I don't know how exactly, but uh, I had. James O'Barr reached out to me um, and he just said he was very intrigued and he wished me the best um, with the film and whatnot. And like, even though it's not like a huge conversation, it's not like he gave me a whole lot. The fact that he reached out to me and, and was not like turned off by what he was doing instead, just kind of said, you know, he gave me his blessing essentially and said that he was intrigued. It was like, it, it was a huge deal. Um, Especially considering, what? Especially considering the fact that this is his baby, like this is his property. This mm-hmm. it's all originated from him. The, the, the crow wouldn't exist without James O'Barr. Right. Um, to have him, of all people, like say that to me, it just it meant the world. Especially with like all all of the work that I've been putting into this for the past. 20 years and all the all the the work that the cast and the group put in for the past year you know it's i'll never forget it i I, like no joke i literally cried for 15 minutes after i after i got the the message from him oh yeah because we all a lot yeah and we all have those guys that just like um i am a huge huge wrestling fan and if i was to say do something about like a uh, like a review on Shawn Michaels of the podcast, and then he was to reach out and say, "Hey, hey, that was actually cool." You know how, how I would turn into a freaking puddle and be like, "Oh my god, Shawn Michaels reached out," just like <laughs> right. that that kind of a kind of a thing. Or with the podcasting thing, Kevin Kevin uh, Kevin Kevin Smith, because I think that guy's oh, absolutely amazing. But, right. Yeah. So. Yeah, like then, yeah, you get it. it. It's 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 one of those figures that is completely 
influenced and changed your life in one in one way, shape, or form. For me, James O'Barr was one of those figures. You know, his his ideas, his his characters, they changed my line of thinking and they influenced my life to where it's at right now. Like James O'Barr and, and, and the Crow, like changed the way I view love and death. It changed the way I view uh, like a lot of different things in life. It helped, like the Crow, like especially Brandon Lee's performance, but, you know, the, the fact of, of the matter is, like, The Crow influenced me to become an actor. Like, I wanted to get into acting after watching that movie. Like, that was... And that was when I was 12, you know? Oh, yeah. So, to have, again, the the guy who started it all, essentially, um, just, just say anything, um, was... Again, it was, it was profound to me, and it, it really... It was really... It's, it's hard for me to put into words. It's just... It was, uh... Fucking cool? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say it like that. It was fucking cool. Um, yeah. But it was... It's something I'll never forget. Oh, yeah. And I'm just, I'm just happy. And it makes me want to work even harder to make this thing as great as it can be. And I'm going to be screaming to 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 everybody about this on on their line to go check this out and Thank you. I appreciate oh, that. oh no because i think it's a really cool idea uh, very well done and you have passion for it so i it's not going to be awful it'll be it's it's going to be great i well i got that i got that uh, feeling and i feel that too <laughs> i'm and, excited for it uh and first thing last last thing uh, where can people find this on the uh, socials? Right. So we have a few social media handles. We haven't launched the, web- the website yet. We're probably going to launch that soon. But uh, for right now, you can find um, anything Crow-related at uh, Facebook. Um, that's going to be Crow Fan Film page. Instagram is Crow Fan Film. Twitter is Film Crow. And then YouTube, uh, search Crow Teaser Trailer. Uh, we don't have a URL just yet. I, um, we actually just hit the past the hundred subscriber point, so I can set up a custom channel URL. But um, I still got to <laughs> still got to do that today. But oh man, um, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, I get I get. Fan film and you should be able to find it. It's uh, has my, well, I guess it has my face on it. But <laughs> oh yeah, well it does. But um, and yeah. I normally do do this with my guests. It's a quick Gilmy Talks 10, either or uh, uh, questions. Do you got the uh, time? I know you've been more than more than more than generous with your uh, time today, and me and my listeners really, really uh, appreciate it. Hey, you know what? I just appreciate you having me on, and you know, just and, and wanting to interview me. So, no oh. worries. Thank you. <laughs> because uh, honestly, anyone who wants to talk to me about anything, I'm. I'm happy, 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 happy for it. Now, the Gilmy Talk 10 is just some quick either or uh, questions, and these are all sent in by listeners. So, okay. and guys, if you wanna wanna add 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 to the uh, to to the names in the uh, the questions in the uh, hat hat here, please send 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 them in. Uh, first one, Mac or PC? PC, thousand times PC. Yeah, I'm uh, very much a PC guy. I can't, can't I do can't Mac. Stand Apple. Oh God, no! Um, especially their phones. I feel like a giant with their tiny phones. 
All right. Uh, here's, ooh, this one's good. Uh, actor or model? Actor. Uh, thousand times actor. Oh, yeah. I love acting. Acting, this, is, acting is my passion, man. I, I, I love portraying characters and, and getting into the minds of characters and mm-hmm. and just being able to, to, sh- to show. I, my big thing with an, being an actor is that, like, I want people to watch stuff that I do and they and make them think. I want them to kind of think. I want them to learn how to empathize and put themselves into the character's shoes. Um, it, I, I love that about acting. Awesome. Uh, clean shaven or facial hair? Because uh, <laughs> I've seen photos of you with uh, both because, well, you're an actor and you do things. Right. Um. <laughs> I, I normally have a beard. Um, I normally have a beard. Like, I'll shave for certain projects and whatnot. Crow is obviously one of them. Yep. Um, I, uh, I think I prefer beard, honestly. Oh, yeah. Or me, I'm a French Canadian, and I can't really, really grow a beard if I my life depended on it. But <laughs> all right, uh, vampire or werewolf? Um, mm, that's a good one. And once again, these are all just totally random. I'm literally pulling them out of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I, I like both equally. Um, I kind of like the idea of. All right, let me change it up just a little bit. They both have elements that are uncontrollable, and they have to learn how to control them, or they just let them go and be uncontrollable. So Uh, if I had to pick pick either or, I think there's more fun being had with a a vampire. You can take more chances with it. You can do different things with it. Okay. But uh, that's that's a close competition. Okay. Ooh, this this one's fun. Judas Priest or Iron Maiden? Um, I don't mind Judas Priest. I actually really like him, but if I had to choose, probably Iron Man. Yeah. Ooh, since you're a Detroit guy, this one will be fun. Uh, hot, hot, sunny beach day, perfect weather, 28 degrees, sun's not too hot, or the perfect winter day, like minus minus 10. You don't need to super bundle up. The wind's not not a, a, a killing you, but. Oh, sorry, uh, American, you do Fahrenheit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, when you said 28 degrees, I'm like, uh... <laughs> oh, that's, uh, well, the Canadian-American thing. Sorry, man. Like, uh, perfect... The, the, the first one. Uh, absolutely, a thousand times the first one. I am not a cold-weather person. I don't like cold weather. I hate icy, slick roads. I hate the snowy roads. I hate everything snow, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, total, I'm totally like 100% on board with uh, sunny weather. Uh, burger or hot dog? Burger. I don't like hot dogs. Yeah, I like well, I like chili dogs. I more I like those. I'm chili dogs, but I don't like. I just don't like the dog. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, man. We can disagree. It's all good. Oh. oh, well, exactly. Ooh, uh, Night Owl or Early Riser? Um, ooh, Early Riser. Which one do I prefer? Which one am I? Uh, which one do you pre- uh, prefer, I guess? I prefer to be a, uh, uh, an Early Riser, but I am a Night Owl. Well, so you... that leads to 
to me not sleeping very well on most nights. So. Yep. Well, you did also film a movie that I'm a, I'm assuming most of it was filmed at night. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, and that led to some very interesting schedule scheduling decisions that we had to make. <laughs> um, let's just say that our filming weekends were very. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of rest in between days, so. <laughs> It is what it is. Yep. And this one is always number 10 here. I always uh, make make this one because some people either have huge huge opinions or ask me why 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 I'm asking this one. Toilet paper. Over or under? Over. Over? Drives me nuts when it's under. It oh, drives yeah. me nuts. I think they're savages. Whoever <laughs> puts them under, they're, they're savages and they are they do not know proper it is always over. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, I it, I tell people my opinion this this way. If you put googly eyes on top of it, remember I have four kids. There's googly eyes everywhere here. Um, <laughs> but beard good, mullet bad. Ah, I like <laughs> yeah. that. That's very interesting. Oh yeah. And once again, I just want to say thank you very very much for 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 your for your. For your <clears throat> Take two. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I'm, 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 I'm leaving. Well, I'm, well, I'm leaving that in. It's uh, funny. But thank you very, very much for coming on Gilme, Gilme uh, Talks, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. And, and thank you, you know, for supporting Crow and, and whatnot. Like, I, again, I, I highly appreciate it. I put my entire life into this project. So um, it's it, it definitely is. I'm very thankful for just all the support we've had and thank you for helping support the project well you're welcome because i think it's going to kick ass and uh big things are are probably coming for everybody involved because it looks amazing and once thank again you. not kissing ass i'm genuinely saying that <laughs> thank you well i mean that's the biggest thing that i want to come from this is that you know i just want everybody that worked on this film to just blow up after this like that that's all uh, you couldn't re- i mean it's a, it's a non-profit we're not making a profit on this film at all um yep. i just wanted it i did this literally for the love of the franchise and for you know to, just to help obviously i wanted to uh, achieve my dream of being able to make this film but i also wanted to really help support local filmmakers and actors and and, and people who just wanted to really put something amazing out there and um, if they get booked all the time because of this, then we've succeeded. Awesome, man. So you guys, I told you it was a fantastic interview. Absolutely loved talking to uh, Justin about his uh, his upcoming project. Fantastic. Go check out the trailers. Go check out the YouTube site. Absolutely amazing. And if you guys are listening all the way through here, just do me a do me a favor. Go on the socials, or just leave a leave a like, comment, share it. You know all that lovely free stuff that'll get more eyeballs on the show. I would really appreciate it. And the more people that listen, just the more the more fun doing this show is. Getting a bigger audience, a bigger everything. Absolutely fan, fan, fantastic. And I want to say thank you a well, ahead. And for everyone who has already liked, commented, I I thank you. I truly appreciate it. Go check out Justin's uh, you, you, YouTube page, guys. Go follow it on Instagram, Facebook, whatever show shows you have. He is on it. And 
I cannot wait for this project to come out. I'm excited about it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Now, you guys stay safe, stay sane, and I will talk to you in, a, in about a week. Bye.